here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, lots going on. Smoke from Canadian wildfires have poured into the U.S. as Breitbart reports on the East Coast and the Midwest, covering the capitals of both nations in an unhealthy haze, sending school recess indoors, prompting people to fish out pandemic-era face masks. While Canadian officials expanded evacuation orders and asked other countries for help, fighting more than 420 fires nationwide, air quality, with what the U.S. rates as hazardous levels of pollution, extended into central New York, with massive tongues of unhealthy air extending as far as Virginia and Indiana. In Baltimore, where officials warned residents to stay indoors when possible and limit outdoor exertion, Debbie Funk sported a blue surgical mask. Well, there's Debbie with her mask. Canada's wildfire season started early this year, accelerated very early, exhausting firefighting resources across the country. Smoke from the blazes in various parts of the country has been lapping into the U.S. since last month, but intensified with a recent spate of fires in Quebec, where more than 100 fires were burning and considered out of control. And it goes on. And the morons are talking about climate change. The fires were started in one case by campers and most of them by lightning. And the morons are going on about climate change. Always an opportunity. Always an opportunity. No, it's not climate change. It's the incompetent ruling class ideologues who don't know how to manage our forests. They've been saying for decades, nature will take care of nature. Let nature deal with the old growth and the, and the dead fallen trees and limbs. Let nature deal with it. Well, nature's dealing with it. What's the problem? And we have the Interior Department, the EPA, the Ag Department, all blocking 
the clearing of dead trees and, and old growth, blocking logging, which is the smartest way to take care of this sort of thing. When you have ideologues in charge of life and death situations, this is what you get. You also get brownouts and blackouts. You also get shortages of water and shortages of electricity. This is what they do. Why? Because they're idiots. And I notice nobody's talking about the lack of competent forest management or wildlife management. Well, you go in and you clear this stuff out as best you can. Canada is a big damn country. Doesn't have a lot of people either. Doesn't have a lot of people either. Now we have clocks on monitors, on TV screens, showing us where the smoke is worse. Earth cams, drones, climate change. It's nothing to do with climate change. It's called lightning. It's called idiots who throw cigarette butts down, who don't know how to put out campfires. Idiots. And so we have these disasters. We have these disasters. If you go look at the Liberty and Tyranny, I have a, <laughs> and I've read it to you, page after page after page of how the media in America and the Democrat Party wanted the same. Cite everything and anything as evidence of climate change. Must be, must be nice. We don't really need science. You just make accusations and allegations. You just, you just say stuff. People, you must surrender your way of life. We must destroy capitalism. Oh, yes. We must do all these things to prevent climate change. You must give up your cars, your gas stoves, your gas lawnmowers, your washing machines, your dryers, your HVAC system, your window air conditioning systems. You must give up your toasters. Give it all up. Give it up. And give it up fast. Look what's happening. Look what's happening. So you have no time to think about what they're saying. No time to think about what they're saying. It's preposterous. And so you have these horrific events that get worse. Worse. Because the idiot who leads Canada is an idiot. The idiot who leads the United States is an idiot. That's the problem. The most incompetent, ideologically driven ruling class in our history. I mean, we've had fires before. Where we didn't have technologies that were even capable of coming close to slowing them or cutting them off or what have you. Just a whole lot of human resources and a lot of buckets. And a lot of buckets. And this happened before. But there are ways to limit the damage. There are ways to limit what takes place. But instead, the idiots at the Interior Department, the idiots at the Agriculture Department, the idiots at the EPA, the, the idiots at the, the equivalent agencies and departments in Canada, let nature do it. 
Okay. Mother Nature can be a you-know-what. And she's doing it. So it's burn, baby, burn, and the smoke, the pollution, the fog is enormous. As the various airstreams bring it towards the east coast and the midwest of the United States. The airstream's coming out of Canada. No, no, you don't understand. It's the automobile. No, it's not. You don't understand it's, it's American smokestack industries. No, it's not. It's none of these things. But so there you have it. Climate change. They throw this phrase out, and that phrase means everything and anything, because it's been used by the Marxist left to destroy our economic system and to continue to attack prosperity and your way of life. The things that make your life easier, in many ways make it freer, make it tolerable, cool during the summer, warm during the winter, mobile, So you can get from point A to point B without a whole lot of hassle. They're all under attack. So you can live in a nice home under attack. All of it. Climate change. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I want to get into what's happening to Donald Trump here, folks. I also want to make something clear that the that the story on Mark Meadows trying to cut a deal is a flat-out lie. It is a flat-out lie. So you're getting a lot of these leaks. Now, people are forced to testify under penalty of imprisonment and things of that sort. But in terms of him and his lawyers trying to cut a deal with the special counsel, that's a lie. And that's been reported, and so the reporting is a lie. And I imagine they came out of the prosecutor's office. And they're leaking like a sieve. And I think a lot of these leaks are coming right out of the Department of Justice, out of the Deputy Attorney General's office. Now we're going to get into some of this. 
Uh, I mean, after all, I've been leading the battle against this. I've been leading the battle against Bill Barr and the legal analysts who've been encouraging an indictment of Donald Trump over the documents case. It's a disgusting disgrace. So let's start. Our friends at Just the News, feds inform Trump he's target likely to be indicted as DOJ rebuffs prosecutorial misconduct claim. Trump defense has submitted secret evidence alleging a prosecutor tried to sway witness testimony by discussing federal judgeship. Federal prosecutors have notified, this is John Solomon himself writing, Donald Trump that he is a criminal target and likely to be indicted imminently in a probe into alleged classified documents, even as the Justice Department declined to delay charges to give time to investigate allegations of witness tampering submitted by the former president's legal team, according to multiple people today who are familiar with the case. Now, one of the president's lawyers is is Jim Justy, right, Mr. Producer? Jim Trusty, pardon. Jim Trusty. I know Jim's a good guy. He will be on my Sunday show on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and I think you'll want to catch him. The sources directly with the case told Just the News that DOJ declined to delay the plain indictment of Trump to investigate allegations that a senior prosecutor working on the case tried to influence a key witness by discussing a federal judgeship with the witness's lawyer. That allegation is still pending in a secret case before Chief U.S. District Judge James E. Bosberg, the jurist who oversees the federal court in Washington and the grand juries that convene in that courthouse, the sources said. Here's what you also need to know. James Bosberg was appointed by Obama. He's a radical leftist partisan. You need to know that. And the prior judge was also appointed by Obama, was another radical leftist partisan who didn't rule once in favor of any of Donald Trump's lawyers' motions. Not one. And on the day she left the court, she retired as the chief judge to be replaced by this guy, Bozberg. She ruled that attorney-client privilege did not apply with respect to one of Donald Trump's lead counsels in the document case, Based on the so-called crime-fraud exception, it was a very controversial ruling, not to the media, of course. And that lawyer was ordered to testify in front of the grand jury and bring his notes. Beyond that, we don't know, because the order was secret. Think about that. An historic federal indictment crafted by special counsel Jack Smith could be handed up by a federal grand jury against the 45th president as early as this week, or perhaps next week. Trump argued Smith is a partisan? He is. And the federal case against him is being treated differently than one against Joe Biden, who also was found with classified documents in his possession from his time as vice president. Of course, federal prosecutors deny politics have been involved in their pursuit of Trump. Now, On the delay of the indictment, as I read in another story, Trump's team said, look, delay this. You need to look into this. You need to look into this effectively a bribe by a federal prosecutor to a witness. 
The Deputy Attorney General of the United States said within a 24-hour decision, no, we're moving forward. She is a radical hack Democrat who served in the Obama campaign and as a lawyer for the Obama team. So you can see what's going on here. Obama's everywhere. Smith's prosecutorial team and Fort Trump's legal team in recent days that the charges against the former president could include a violation of 18 U.S. Code, Chapter 37, Section 793, that outlaws the, quote, gathering, transmitting, or losing, unquote, of national defense information. Other charges being considered involve alleged false statements and obstruction of justice. These are these process crimes. All claims the president's team have robustly contested in public and in private. But Bill Barr has given them a lot of cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think this is an easy one, you know. No prior sitting American president has ever been indicted in federal court, and if the grand jury accepts the prosecutor's case, touch off an unprecedented legal battle certain to work its way to the Supreme Court while lingering over the 2024 election, which Trump handily leads the GOP field by as many as 50 points in some polls. That's the goal. This is being done to elect Biden. It's being done to elect Biden. I don't care what all the other legal analysts have to say. It is preposterous that this has become the case of the century. An unprecedented case where a former president is going to be likely indicted over documents. And Bill Barr's defense is, well, he ticked them off. You know, you're screwing around for three months. Oh, that's a great argument. That's a great argument for interfering in a presidential election. That's a great argument for an unprecedented charging of a former president. And what's the precedent now? What's the precedent? The precedent is a disaster. According to multiple sources familiar with the ongoing probe, all of whom talked to just the news on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to talk to the media, Trump's lawyers have prepared a robust defense based on months of legal research. I'll continue this when I return. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example... Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So as I go on in this article, which is important, 
Just the News does a very good job. John Solomon used to be one of the senior reporters at the Associated Press when I first knew him 25, 30 years ago. He's a real deal, a journalist. And he writes, Trump's lawyers have prepared a robust defense based on months of legal research, anticipating Smith might pursue charges. Trump's lawyers are prepared to argue that a president had broad powers under the Constitution to keep documents or declassify without any fanfare documents from his presidency and take them with him upon leaving office. That's the thing. This prosecutor is really uh, trying to create sort of new law. This is unprecedented. And so when something's unprecedented, you really shouldn't unleash it against a former president of the United States. This is what this guy does. This is what he did to the former governor of Virginia. This is what he did to John Edwards in North Carolina. This is what he plans to do to Trump. He's going to bring untested arguments against a former president of the United States, not a former secretary of state or vice president of the United States. As I explained before, president's different. He is the executive branch. Not the vice president, not the secretary of state. He's different. And that's the way it's intended. He and he alone has the power to declassify if that's what he wishes to do. So why get into all this if you're a prosecutor? This is what the legal analyst should be asking and talking about, and the former attorney general, why open this Pandora's box? Why, why create or try to create new law on the back of a former president who's now the number one candidate on the Republican side, and done by the current president and his party? Goes on, they will rely heavily on a U.S. District Court case in Washington. More than a decade ago, involving former President Bill Clinton, that concluded a president had broad and mostly unchallengeable power to determine which documents from his presidency can be kept personally and that any documents moved to Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, and Bedminster, New Jersey, fall under that category. And that is a very logical and strong argument. So why bring this case? An American Bar Association report in 2022 seemed to agree with Trump's assertion that, quote, guidelines support his contention that presidents have broad authority to formally disclassify most documents that are not statutorily protected while they are in office. Prosecutors plan to counter that authority does not extend to documents containing national defense information whose retention or release could jeopardize national security. But that's not what happened. If. If. They purportedly introduced to grand jury witnesses a recording. Trump's office made in 2021 during an interview with former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Biographers in which the former president allegedly talked about a document he described as classified and in his possession. Allegedly written by former chairman of the Joint Chiefs Mark Milley that outlined a war plan against Iran. While prosecutors have not located an exact document matching Trump's description, they found one with classified markings written by others laying out an Iranian battle plan that Trump returned to the National Archives more than a year ago. 
So he returns it to the National Archives more than a year ago. Trump lawyers have developed evidence showing the information from the plan was leaked to a major magazine by a senior military officer and plan to use that as evidence that it no longer could be considered national defense information, according to people familiar with both sides of the case. But one of the first disputes likely to be addressed as evidence that Trump defense team submitted to Bozberg, that's the judge, in a secret court proceeding recently, and to Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco. This Lisa Monaco is the, is the main problem. She's the puppeteer, and Garland is the puppet. She runs the Department of Injustice. She's a bomb thrower. She's a radical crackpot. She is an Obama stooge. And they love this stuff. They love it. Burn it down, baby. Burn it down. They they have no problem with it. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco's office Monday... Alleging a senior federal prosecutor working on the case discussed a federal judgeship with a defense lawyer for a key witness. Monaco's office informed the Trump team in the last 24 hours. It was rejecting a request to delay the indictment so the allegation could be investigated. Why? What's the hurry? Why? The lawyer was already in line for consideration by the Biden White House for a judgeship when the prosecutor allegedly raised the nomination while trying to get additional testimony from the lawyer's client, according to sources familiar with the allegation. In other words, they were saying, you're in line to be a judge. You know, that can be pulled. That's the implication. Like the mob. And the deputy attorney general, representing Biden, of course, says, no, I don't see any reason to look into that or delay this. No, that's okay. Discussion raised concerns among defense lawyers that it was an effort to influence the witness. It was declined to change his testimony because he claims to have no other information about the movement of boxes and artifacts in Mar-a-Lago since he left the White House, the sources said. Got it? See what's going on? See how corrupt these bastards are? Well, somebody please tell me why Chris Christie's running for president. Notice I keep calling him the kamikaze candidate. Apparently MSNBC or CNN mentioned that today, Mr. Producer. Russia's right about echo chambers, that's for sure. It's all he is. He's the Hindenburg in the form of a kamikaze. The New Jersey Hindenburg. And a kamikaze candidate. And by the way, he's not going to just aim for Trump. He's going to aim for DeSantis too. He doesn't care if Joe Biden wins. Doesn't bother him, and not in the least. He'll go around saying, he, you know, Trump can't win this. I love it when these guys with 1% keep telling the American people, particularly Republicans and conservatives, who can and cannot win. Maybe they're right or maybe they're wrong, but who cares? Just one idiot's opinion. Just one idiot's opinion. As far as I'm concerned... So that's what's going on here, folks. Now, we have our friend Jim Jordan, who was on the program last night, over at the Federalist. 
Sean Fleetwood, Jim Jordan demands that Merrick Garland forfeit records over the FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jordan sent a letter to Attorney General Garland yesterday demanding documentation related to the FBI's raid of President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. The raid, which took place on August 8, 2022, unprecedented again. Get a warrant, an armed FBI SWAT team on the former president's home. Think about this. Hillary Clinton gets away with it. Bill Clinton. Look at this. The raid took place on August 8, 2022. Was reportedly aimed at retrieving, quote, any document Trump ever saw, read, or created for the entirety of his four years as commander-in-chief, unquote. Not too broad. Due to the unprecedented nature of the Biden DOJ conducting a raid on a former president of potential 2024 rival, House Judiciary Committee Republicans sent letters to Garland, FBI Director Ray, and then White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, demanding records pertaining to, quote, the execution of a search warrant and the decision to seek a search warrant, For Trump's estate, the affidavit released by the FBI later that month justifying the agency's warrant application to raid Trump's Florida residence was nearly all redacted. So here we have once again the FBI, the Department of Justice, and some hack judge interfering in the way we govern ourselves, interfering in an election. And they won't reveal the information to we the people to the electorate, to the citizenry. It's all an inside job. November, the DOJ appointed U.S. Attorney Jack Smith, actually Garland did, as a special counsel to investigate whether Trump violated federal laws related to the handling of presidential records. Unbelievable. And no special counsel, no special counsel investigating Biden, the Shell Corporations, millions of dollars coming into the Biden family from communist. I mean, compare the two. Are they even close to being equivalent? The Judiciary Committee, quote, previously requested information and documents related to the FBI's raid on President Trump's residence and its subsequent investigation. Jordan's letter to Garden reads, because you have not provided the information, And in light of your appointment of Jack Smith as special counsel, we write to request an unredacted copy of the memorandum outlining the scope of Mr. Smith's probes regarding President Trump and any supporting documentation related to his appointment as special counsel. Now, there's no reason to conceal this information. We want to know what authority you gave to this guy. In addition to the unredacted memo outlining the scope of Special Counsel Smith's investigations, Jordan is seeking any other document describing, listing, or delineating the authority and jurisdiction of the Special Counsel. Garland's deadline for forfeiting such records to the committee is June 20, according to the letter. They want to know the scope of this investigation. They shouldn't have to fight for this information. It should be made public. It should be made available to the committee. It should be made available to the American people. This guy's going to be issuing a report one day. Indictments or no indictments. Shouldn't we know up front the scope of his investigation? Why are they hiding that? 
Jordan's Tuesday letter, the letter yesterday to DOJ, is his second within the past week. Requesting additional information related to the FBI's Mar-a-Lago raid. Look how they're thumbing their nose at these guys. On Thursday, last week, Jordan sent a separate memo to Garland expressing concerns about the FBI's track record of bias and reckless disregard for the truth. And, of course, he laid out what the Dorn report had indicated. Released last month, a bombshell report found the FBI possessed no real evidence that then-candidate Trump colluded with Russian government officials when it launched its investigation. It's the same FBI, the same Department of Justice, that lied about Russia collusion, that tried to set up Trump before. They're at it again. They're at it again. Meanwhile, Republicans recently announced plans to hold contempt hearings for Ray. And in fact, if you go to Mark Levin uh, social sites, whether it's Twitter, Truth Social, or any of the others, I have uh, linked there a copy of the draft that uh, Chairman Comer, the House Oversight Committee, has put together. And that will be used and be voted on by the House of Representatives. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I wish some of these people who are joining the Republican battle for president would get the hell out and put their egos aside, including Chris Christie. But he's not alone. There's other people who, who you know have no chance in hell. I mean, the problem is the serious candidates. I'm not saying all of them should get out. I'm saying the serious candidates are not going to be heard during the debates. And the guys at the fifth tier are going to become incredibly outrageous and provocative and personally attack for the purpose of drawing attention. This is exactly what Christie did in New Hampshire last time, where he spent all his money, all his time, came in sixth, but tried to destroy Marco Rubio so he could step up to tier number two. He never stepped up to tier number two, but he did grave damage to Rubio. Do you even remember what he said to Rubio? I don't. He has no lane, Christie. And there are others, who are, some of whom are my friends. They sound great, they're great people, but nobody's going to vote for them. 
I hate to be the messenger, but, you know, every now and then you need to be slapped into reality. Slapped into reality. And Chris Christie is, he's a chameleon. He had his head so far up President Trump's butt, and now he's an enemy. Now he wants to straighten things up. Really quite, quite stupid. Lots more. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to continue where we were most of the first hour because there's still a little bit more information before we move on. That's the great thing about a three-hour program. You can actually go through stuff. Some of these people have one-hour programs, two-hour programs, boom, 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 and they're gone, and you don't even know what the hell they talked about. That's not the benefit of conservative talk radio. The reason shows have three hours, whether it was Rush or Hannity or me or some of the others. So you can engage a smart audience, smart people, principled people, are not interested in superficial and surface level interviews or cut and run and hit and run. And plus, you can determine quickly if a host is able to carry three hours or if they can only do about 40 minutes in an hour with commercials and they need guests. It's just the way it is. Over at the Federalist, exclusive Bill Barr confirms Representative Jamie Raskin lied about Biden family corruption investigation. Now, as you know, I was a fan of Barr, and I'm not now, because I think his conduct is utterly appalling. Where he's trying to give cover to the indictment of Donald Trump over the documents. And uh, I think this is a lot about trying to get even. Some people who wrote essays, 25 of them at National Review, who also never liked Trump, uh, same thing. They just want to prove themselves correct, quote-unquote. We're dealing with a corrupt Department of Justice, a politically driven Department of Justice. I don't know how much more evidence we need. It is swirling around. Even Helen Keller can see it. We have an official report now that points it out, but we didn't even need the official report, the Durham report. It's corrupt as hell, and that should be the... The focus of our resentment and our contempt, not the victim. Bill Barr confirms Representative Jamie Raskin lied about Biden family corruption investigation. Jamie Raskin is the Adam Schiff 
of this matter. Jamie Raskin was on both, I repeat, both impeachment panels. Jamie Raskin was on the January 6th committee. Jamie Raskin is is on the uh, Judiciary Committee. He's a phony former federal constitutional professor. He's also a coward. He's a coward. Christie's a coward. None of them will come on this program. There is Margot Cleveland, who's excellent over at the Federalist. Quote, it's not true. It wasn't closed down. William Barr told the Federalist yesterday, in response to Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin's claim, that the former Attorney General as handpicked prosecutor had ended an investigation into a confidential human sources allegation that Joe Biden had agreed to a $5 million bribe. On the contrary, Barr stressed, it was sent to Delaware for further investigation. Now think about that. Jamie Raskin's caught in a flat-out lie. And he's a main source, on and off the record, for the corrupt media, the Washington Compost in specific. Think about that, Mr. Constitutional Professor. That's number one. Number two, we're talking about a potential $5 million bribe. How the hell can there not be a special counsel appointed? A potential $5 million bribe, up to $30 million or so, in communist Chinese money, according to Peter Schweitzer. $10 million, according to the... House Oversight Committee that doesn't even have access to all the information. The Treasury Department were blocking the wire transfers. They had to go to the banks. Now we have this document, this Form 1023, and you get a fight over it. Unbelievable. Barr went on record with the Federalists following statements Raskin made to the press Monday afternoon, soon after attending a closed-door meeting with House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer and the FBI, at which lawmakers reviewed the FD-1023 form, summarizing a detailed, detailed allegations that Vice President Joe Biden agreed to accept money from a foreign national to affect policy decisions, Raskin spoke to the media. <coughs> what I learned, he claimed, was that Attorney General Barr named Scott Brady who was U.S. Attorney for Western Pennsylvania to head up a group of prosecutors who would look into all the allegations related to Ukraine. Raskin continued, after Rudy Giuliani surfaced these allegations, Brady's team looked into the FD-1023 and in August determined there was no grounds to escalate from an initial assessment to a preliminary, preliminary investigation. And so they called an end to the investigation. He lied. He then reiterated his claim that this was under Attorney General William Barr's handpicked prosecutor, Mr. Brady, was a Trump appointee. They were the ones who decided, he said, there were no further grounds for investigation, Raskins claimed, adding if there's a complaint, it is with Attorney General Barr, the Trump Justice Department, and the team that Trump administration appointed to look into it. And then Raskin doubled down on his claim that it was Barr and Brady who closed down the investigation, issuing a press release saying that in August 2020, Barr and his hand-picked U.S. attorney signed off on closing an assessment into the FD-2033 form. But that's just not true, according to former Attorney General Barr. Instead, the confidential human sources claims detailed in the form 
were sent to the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office for further investigation, according to Barr. That, however, was just one of Raskin's deceptions. The ranking member of the House Oversight Committee also falsely suggested that the allegations were related to the investigation of information Rudy Giuliani had unearthed of the Biden family corruption in Ukraine. Not so, according to an individual familiar with the investigation who told the Federalist that the form, the summary of this statement, were both unrelated to Rudy Giuliani and not derived from any information Giuliani provided. So this guy Raskin just lies and lies and lies. Like Schiff, are there any Democrats who actually speak the truth anymore? Are there any media, phony journalists out there who actually believe in their profession, who want to print the truth? This corroborates the House Oversight Committee's representation that the June 30, 2020 form stands on its own. It was not part of the documents Giuliani provided the FBI in January 2020. In fact, according to the House Oversight Committee, the form in question, quote, contains information from the FBI's confidential human source, dating back to another form generated in 2017, which completely removes Giuliani from the mix. Raskin's office did not respond to a request for comment. Now you know why the coward won't come on the show. Now you know why he won't come on the show. He'd be filleted like a flounder. And by the way, now you know why Christie won't come on the show. He'd be filleted like a sperm whale. These new revelations prove significant for two reasons. First, there's the underlying scandal, the FBI's alleged failure to investigate the Form 1023 and FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Auten's opening of an assessment in August 2020 to discredit that information, which caused investigative activity to cease. So they not only killed it, they attacked it, knowing that the form originated in Brady's Western District of Pennsylvania proves explosive because Grassley's whistleblower alleged that in September 2020, FBI headquarters placed the information contained in Auten's assessment in a restricted access subfile that only the particular agents who uncovered the information could access. How then could the FBI agents in Delaware further investigate the allegation? In other words, in the Western District of Pennsylvania, that U.S. Attorney's Office, they hid information from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. This is a Massive scandal on top of a scandal. Those allegations further detailed by Comer yesterday are shocking. Quote, a trusted confidential human source obtained information from a foreign national who claimed to have bribed then-Vice President Biden, Comer told the Federalist. So didn't just pass on information from some random third party. He spoke directly with the individual who claimed to have bribed Biden. FBI headquarters branding that information as disinformation without undertaking an appropriate investigation is outrageous, especially since the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office was directed to further investigate the Form 1023. The second scandal is equally as large because it reaches to the top of the FBI, Christopher Wray. Wray may well have been in the dark about FBI headquarters falsely labeling the FD 1023 form as misinformation and secreting it away from other agents. It's 
of the Western District of Pennsylvania secreted it away from the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. Think about that. But framing the intel from the highly credible longtime FBI source as coming from Giuliani reeks of a cover-up. <coughs> Excuse me. And suggesting that Barr and Brady closed down an investigation into the allegations of the form when it was instead sent to Delaware for further investigation. Is a cover-up. So Barr has it sent to Delaware. <coughs> Excuse me. There's information in western Pennsylvania. They closed down that information. So those people, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, don't have that additional information. The more the FBI leak and cover-up machine spins for President Biden, the worse the Bureau looks, Senator Grassley told the Federalists. Enough is enough. It's past time for the FBI to come clean and show their work if they have any hope of salvaging their own credibility. Congressman Comer went further, the chairman telling the Federalists the FBI is attempting a cover-up. The Democrats are doing their bidding by lying to the American people. The FBI must produce this record to the House Oversight Committee's custody. And if not, we will take action on Thursday, tomorrow, to hold Mr. Ray in contempt of Congress. You believe this? This is the same FBI and Department of Justice that is going after Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. There's more. There is more. This is why we have three hours. Chairman Comer. What's in this document? He's seen it. Over at Breitbart, they report FBI doc alleges business person from Ukraine sent substantial bribe to Vice President Biden. You know, I, I read this stuff and I tell you this stuff and it's stunning. And what's shocking is how quiet the media are. What's shocking is that Attorney General of the United States can sit there and cover up for Biden while he's unleashing all the resources of the federal government, that is, the Department of Justice and FBI, against Biden's opponent, or likely or a possible opponent, possible opponent. In May, Comer and Senator Chuck Grassley made bombshell claims after reviewing an FBI FD-1024 that documented the informant's allegations 
of an alleged bribery scheme involving an exchange of money for policy decisions between now President Joe Biden and a foreign national. Comer disclosed the informant tip is dated June 30, 2020. Yes, it is Ukraine, Comer told Just the News. This Form 1023 involves a business person from Ukraine who allegedly sent a bribe, a substantial bribe, to then-Vice President Biden. The Biden family frequently visited Ukraine for its respective business. Then-Vice President Joe Biden served as the Obama administration's Ukrainian quote-unquote point person on U.S. foreign policy. He visited Ukraine six times while serving as vice president. Six times to Ukraine. Hunter Biden joined the board of Ukraine energy company Burisma in April 2014. Two years before Joe Biden stated he forced the firing of Ukraine prosecutor Viktor Shokin who investigated the company that Hunter Biden was working for. Joe Biden approved an official statement about Hunter's Burisma board position, email show. And despite Hunter's lack of experience in Ukraine or the energy sector, he earned $83,000 per month from the energy company, or $1 million a year. While his son was a member of Burisma's board, Joe Biden threatened to withhold, as you know, $1 billion from Ukraine if the Ukrainian government did not fire the prosecutor investigating Burisma. 2017, Hunter's salary was cut in half when Joe Biden left the White House. Got that? According to former Obama White House stenographer Mike McCormick, Joe Biden allegedly promoted U.S. support for Ukraine's natural gas industry only days after Hunter Biden joined Burisma's board. You've got more conflicts right there. Right there. Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss refuses to allow McCormick to testify before his tax and gun probe into Hunter Biden, McCormick told the New York Post. What's that all about? Every conceivable link is laid out right here. He threatens them. You either get rid of that prosecutor or we're withholding a billion dollars in aid. The prosecutor is investigating Burisma. Burisma hires Hunter, pays him a million dollars a year for nothing. For nothing. Oh, the prosecutor's corrupt. Corrupt or not, he was investigating Hunter. And Biden, that is not Hunter, Burisma, the company Hunter worked for. And Biden put an end to it. And why is he visiting Ukraine six times? Six times? Money flows into the Biden family via Hunter. Then he takes on the communist China responsibilities. Money flows into the Biden family by the millions and millions. What, are we stupid? We're not stupid. We see what's going on here and these other foreign governments. Joe Biden's not smart. He's a moron. It's right there in front of us. They haven't even hidden this well. But there is a full-fledged cover-up taking place, led by the Attorney General of the United States, led by the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. They're, they're going after Trump. 
Not because there's some big document case. But because they work in service for the Biden crime family. That's why. Jonathan Turley, I think, understands all this. Most of the other legal analysts do not. You got to look at the big picture here. Got to look at the big picture here. Not in the weeds. Well, he had the document here, and on this date he had the document, and the national... None of that is the point! I'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free... 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right. Here we be. I think I've covered most of what I need to cover. Things will be changing all through the day tomorrow. I have no doubt about that. (coughs) Excuse me, no doubt about that. I see over at CNN, Chris Licht. I get his name. Guess his name was. He used to work for the goofball on uh, what is that? NBC. Who is it? that? That goofball, Stephen. Uh, what's his name? Colbert. I think he worked on that show. And of course, they figured if he can work for that clown and do an unfunny show like that, then maybe he can save CNN. Here's the problem with CNN. There's no reason for CNN. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to clown around. I'm saying there is no reason for CNN to exist. Once it gave up on straight news, it either had to go left, right, or something. It went hard left under Mother Zucker, Jeff Mother Zucker, who destroyed the brand as a news station. Doesn't need to move conservative. There's Fox and there's... Newsmax and OAN and so forth. It, it has no lane. It has no purpose anymore. And so that's why it's flailing around. You still have some of these holdovers. Didn't they fire Darcy today, Mr. Producer, Oliver Darcy? Let's hope so for their own sake. And then you have this, CNN internal survey shows viewers lost trust in the network over sensational COVID coverage. Samuel Bulky over there at the Federalist. They lost 
confidence in its left-wing bias and histrionic COVID reporting, according to a 2022 survey commissioned by the network itself. Despite collecting bogus awards for fact-checking and special achievements, replacing a premium on investigative reporting, am I right or not? He's still there. Okay, well, there you go. The network failed to maintain the trust of the American people to the point where its own internal survey exposed its epic shortcomings. Partial copy of this survey was cited by Semaphore's Max Taney, who noted that the three highest causes of mistrust were liberal bias, the Chris Cuomo situation, and the network's COVID coverage. According to Taney, the report showed respondents across the ideological spectrum lambasting CNN's dire and overly dramatic and sensational reporting. Pretty bad. In other Detachment from the real world, legacy media toadies rewarded the untrustworthy network. For example, CNN's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who was central to the network's COVID sensationalism and fake fact-checking, received an award for excellence (coughs) in political journalism and was praised for accurate information. Meanwhile, the CNN team that reported from Chinese quarantine received an award named after a reporter murdered in the Greek Civil War. And so CEO Chris Licht faces a lot of criticism and now he's gone. Outside sources confirm trust in CNN is declining. Um, their viewership's down 20% since they had hired Licht. People have lost trust. It has no lane. MSNBC has worked very, very hard to get the commie, lunatic, crackpot, drug-using, Antifa, BLM viewership, as well as the white liberals, particularly the Yentas, And they have so far succeeded. It's not a very big group. That's their base over there. Which is why you have people like Joe Scarborough who whores himself out now as a liberal. That's why they bring in Al Sharpton. If you're a kook, well, that draws your attention. Like... I was going to say flies to something, but I better say bees to honey, Mr. Producer. And that whole conga line of reprobates and maniacs and miscreants and malcontents. So they have that lane. Excuse me, if you will. So there's nothing for CNN. It is a wasteful carbon footprint. And so now it doesn't know what to do. And I have a suggestion. Close down, like any truly failing business. Nobody cares what's on CNN. Jake Tapper has, as a matter of fact, let me, let me explain something. I don't think I pointed this out yesterday. The ratings for Sunday are out, Sunday night. <clears throat> 8 p.m. Eastern, we had a lot going on in this country in terms of viewer opportunities. You had the first game of the NBA Finals. That's always big. 
starting at my time, 8 p.m. Eastern. You had Nikki Haley on CNN with fake tap out, a.k.a. Jake Tapper, in a town hall format. You had all the other big Sunday shows on the networks, and then, of course, you had my show on Fox, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Life, Liberty, and Levin on cable won the night, and it wasn't even close. We had 1.22 million viewers. CNN with Nikki Haley had 500,000. MSNBC had 450,000. It wasn't even close. And we pretty much win every, in fact we do, we win every Sunday night. And usually you can add CNN and MSNBC together and we beat them by two. As you can see there, you had 500,000, 450, that's 950,000 total. On those two networks, I had 1.22 million. That's you folks, thank goodness. Not even close. Despite the Haley town hall and so forth. Nobody wants to watch CNN. No, but they don't have anything. And yet you have hosts making millions of dollars. That's because this huge conglomerate owns them. So now they're going to bring in the guy who was the executive over at Discovery and other aspects of various cable channels to save it. Save it to do what? Save it to do what? So my recommendation is just shut down. Now, if you're not going to just shut down, go back to my earlier recommendation. Be a straight news organization, unlike the vast majority of the rest of the media. That is why cable came into play in the first place under Ted Turner. Now, CNN never did a great job, but they did an okay job. They did an okay job. They weren't radical left. They had, they had liberals and so forth, but that's different. And you will be struggling for the first four, five, six months. You will struggle. But then you'll come out of it. Then you'll come out of it. But they don't have the patience or the intelligence to do anything of that sort. You got to get rid of this guy, Oliver Darcy. He is a... Uh, he is a Brian Stelter wannabe. He's a, uh, in my view, he's an intellectual fraud and phony. Started out as a conservative, and then you see where he winds up. That's what you need to do. Now, there's one other thing they could do, but I can assure you it's not going to happen. And what is that, Mr. Producer? Turn the network over to me. The whole damn thing. I'll put a lineup on that network that's second to none. But I can't do that and I won't do that because I'm happy where I am. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote unquote free phone? You started out feeling great. Then came the hefty activation fees four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. 
Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast to start saving today. Collins is an NBC News senior reporter, or so they claim. So they claim. Benny is on the morning schmo show where every reprobate shows up. Birds of a feather. Here he is. This is a news guy. He's a senior reporter for NBC. Cut 11, go. If you were to listen to Ron DeSantis's launch with Elon Musk on Twitter, which a lot of you couldn't, but if you could find a way to get on there, um, you would hear nothing but just like weird acronyms, ESG, DEI, CBDCs. Do you even know what the CBDC is? That one I don't know. All I right. On the yeah, other two. Exactly. So that's a, a, a digital currency thing that they think is going to be like a rival to Bitcoin. But it's all a different language because they have funneled themselves into this really specific space where they just say, everyone's out to get you. All these acronyms are out to get you. And they're, they're all placeholders for different things. DEI does not mean DEI. It means black and gay people. Frankly, that's what it means. It's a, it's a fear of the other. This guy's a reporter. Does he sound like a reporter? Sounds like a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. Does he not read Joe Biden's executive orders? Does he not know what DEI and ESG and the rest stand for? Of course he does. He's another slime ball. If you take on the culture, the Marxist culture, if you take it on, whether you're a parent, a pro-lifer, a politician, this is how they treat you. So in other words, he's against black and gay people. Ron DeSantis isn't against black and gay people. I'm not against black and gay people. Black and gay people should be damn concerned about the Democrat Party and the media in this country and the way they're using them and the way they're stereotyping them. Black and gay people believe in unalienable rights. Black and gay people believe in equality rather than equity. Black and gay people believe in the sovereignty of the individual and individual freedom and free will. In fact, black and gay people should believe in it more than most people. And so what Ben Collins is doing, NBC News senior reporter, is he's stereotyping black and gay people as radical Marxists. You see, they're part of groups. They can't think for themselves. They can't act for themselves. They're part of this, this group think. This group think. So when Ron DeSantis is trying to stop the sexualizing of children in elementary schools... What the hell does that have to do with black and gay people? It deals with all people. We've had gay people call this program. And they're appalled with the sexualizing of what's taking place in elementary schools. Why is it assumed that gay people support it? Why is it assumed that black people support it? 
when many don't, if not most. ESG. Do black and gay people have pension plans? Work for a living? Work hard to save their money? And expect a good return? Good return on their 401ks and IRAs and other pension plans? Yes, that's what they expect. Well, if corporations pushed by a company like BlackRock are forced to invest their monies or urged to invest their monies on left-wing political ideological programs, it's not going to maximize your pensions. So this is Ben Collins. I owe you one, Mr. Producer. Why do they presume to speak for black and gay people? The radical left. A reporter. Sleazeball, Ben Collins. Probably get a Pulitzer Prize. They give out Pulitzer Prizes now if you don't wet yourself. Oh, he got a Pulitzer Prize. Good, good. He's gone through a dry period. As always, we have a killer third hour in the program. We keep our foot on the gas pedal. We cover more in three hours than most hosts cover in a week. Not gibberish. Not meaningless moronic talk. Not, uh, yeah. You know, we... Hey, how are we doing today? Not that sort of thing. A reason to listen. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877. Anyway, uh, have you noticed, America... How radio hosts, TV hosts, authors, conservative scholars, et al., etc. How when I wrote American Marxism, they were afraid to use the word Marxism. No, 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 no. Socialism. Can't say Marxism. Even some of my friends on Fox and on talk. No, no, no. Social. Don't. Not Marxism. Candidates wouldn't use the word Marxism. No, not Marxism. Radical extremists. No, not Marxism. No, no. 
Well, we've made a lot of headway, haven't we, since that book came out? Because now everybody uses the word Marxism or communism. And that's a good thing. That's the purpose of pushing the edge of the envelope in writing these books. To get us to recognize what the hell is going on and what's happening to us. And in that book, we discuss CRT. And in that book, we discuss the transgender activism. And in that book, we discuss the climate change war on capitalism, immigration, and you name it. Really successful book. I think 1.35 million copies. It's a serious book. And I see here that Megan Kelly on her program, I never talk about podcasts, but she is a hell of a big podcast. She said, a party that's in favor of letting minors chop off their body parts or after left-wing politicians uh, tried to passage of bills, how could anyone vote for it? Meaning the Democrats. She's a straight shooter. I don't listen to podcasts. You think I should listen to her podcast, Mr. Producer? It's on Sirius XM. Sirius XM. I think we will. Start listening to her podcast. I understand it's very, very good. I understand it from people in my neighborhood. I'm walking the dog. They say, hey, have you heard uh, that? No, I don't, you know, nothing personal. I just don't. Somebody also told me that she said that I don't like her. What? Uh, it's not a matter I don't like. I, I like her perfectly fine. I don't really know her that well. But why wouldn't I like her? I like her. Nothing not to like. As far as I'm concerned. So, uh, no, I like her perfectly fine. Um, so there is that, Mr. Producer. You know who else I've come to like? Dana Perino. Remember all the controversy I called when I said I don't think she likes me? I feel like I'm in fifth grade here. Well, the more I watch The Five, the more I like her. Seriously. She's, uh, she's hammering away there. And uh, she sits next to the guy who's on her left. What's his name? Gutfield? I think his name's Gutfield. He pretends he doesn't know how to pronounce my name. So there you go. I can do the same thing. I remember Gutfield when he was more liberal. I was a Trump hater, and he came on the show during an interview on one of his books, one of his last books, and he said, and this is why I like the guy Gutfield, actually. He said, you know, I was wrong about him and wrong about that. And he is terrific. Terrific. That whole show is terrific. Jesse Waters is a good friend. I, I think uh, the judge is absolutely outstanding. And I think the, the liberal position that they fill, I like this guy. I like him. Uh, oh, Jesus. What is his name? All of a sudden I forgot. I like Harold Ford. Don't always agree with him, but I like him. Tarloff, Jessica Tarloff, I always used to despise her. She'd get under my skin. Not anymore. She's got a good sense of humor. 
good sense of humor, and I don't remember everybody else. That's enough. But I like that, too. And, of course, my man Hannity. You know, he's steady Eddie, if you will. Hannity. 9 p.m. Eastern. He's, he really is kind of a blue-collar guy. He works his butt off. He shows up for work, whether it's radio or TV. He does his job. He, uh, he's very motivated. I don't know how he does it. <clears throat> Three hours of radio and one hour of TV. Every- Hell, I don't know how I do it. But I do it because I love it. Writing books is probably the most difficult thing I do and maybe the most rewarding thing that I do. Oh, my Lord, I have to wait. What's today's date, Mr. The 7th, right? Two weeks. I can make an announcement. Two weeks. Two weeks. I can't wait. I'm finishing the final edits now. Stan Book is 90,000 words long. Um, Just to give you some context, American Marxism was about at max, 72,000 words. But you'll understand all this. It'll all come together when the time comes when I can speak to you. It's a totally different kind of book. I wrote it a totally different kind of way. It's a lot more plain English, even though it still has uh, significant aspects of philosophy, but not just that. I'm already talking about it. not even supposed to. Question's going to be, once you hear the title, are retailers going to hide it in the back or even have it? Even present it? I'll tell you another interesting thing. We'll see if the Reagan Library. If we make an offer to go there, we're the number one uh, money generator for the Reagan Library of any author, ever. Let's see if they'll have us, Mr. Producer. They may not. We love the Reagan Ranch. It's just too small to do that sort of thing. I'm going to do very few book signings, and I will tell you why. Safety. It's that simple. It's a dangerous world out there. Safety. Maybe there'll be two. Maybe two. It tops three, maybe one. I don't know. We shall see. But I happen to agree with Megyn Kelly which apparently I often do, which is, why would you vote for Democrats when they're talking about chopping off minors' penises and adding those penises to a minor girl? Hey, that's my party! That's for me! Now, you must confess that if you're a pervert, and you perverts know who you are, that if you're a pervert, the Democrat Party is your preference. If you're a pervert, the Democrat Party is your preference. If you believe in sexually abusing little kids, officially, officially, that is, ensuring that there's pornographic books in elementary school libraries, ensuring that you teach little kids about genitalia and what they want to do with their genitalia, and if they think God gave them the right genitalia, you're a pervert. Sorry, you're a pervert. And uh, if you do those things, you're a pervert. And a pervert is very close, in some cases, to being a pedophile. I'm not saying they all are. Media matters. Mediocre, right? I'm just saying the possibility exists. 
Wouldn't it be nice, good old days, where we were debating whether there should be any sex education by the time kids are like in ninth grade, Mr. Producer? Now it's whether they're nine years old, for God's sake. You have little kids, right, Rich? Ten and seven. Do you think they should be exposed to these perversions? Of course not. Do you think your kids belong to the government? Marx does, and so do the teachers' unions, and so does the Democrat Party. And so does the Southern Poverty Law Center. What do you mean? What do you mean? Your mom's for liberty. Oh, my God, that's, that's fascistic. No, it's not fascistic. It's actually the right thing to be and the right thing to do. So New Mexico Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan signed a bill to permit minors to access cross-gender care and abortions without parental knowledge or consent. As written here by the Daily Wire in her Megyn Kelly discussion. The governor of New Mexico, she's so forward-looking. Do you have any Republican governor that would sign anything like that? No. Do you hear all the Democrat leaders in Congress and throughout the country Speaking out against this, not one. Michelle Lujan signing a bill to, quote, permit minors to access cross-gender care and abortions without parental knowledge or consent. Minors can't even buy beer. Beer. They can't even buy beer. But they can get cross-gender care, get abortions, all kinds of cool stuff without parental knowledge. This generation is going to be remembered for some awful, awful things. The abuse of children, abortion, and mutilation of little kids. Wow, that's so progressive. So progressive. That's a whole civil rights thing right there. No, it's sickening, as a matter of fact. I'll be right back. Mark in. Let me ask you a question, folks. Let's say we had a United States embarrassed ambassador to the court of St. James, that is England, appointed by Joe Biden. And that ambassador approved a grant for about a million dollars to delegitimize the governing system in Britain and to overthrow the current Tory majority. First of all, you think that would ever happen? No, of course not. That's nuts. Secondly, if it did happen, would that not be a national embarrassment? Would that not be an international scandal? Well, of course it would. But if that ambassador is Biden's ambassador to the state of Israel from the United States, and that ambassador does exactly that, signs off on a $1 million grant, the purpose of which is to delegitimize Israel 
and to overthrow the Netanyahu administration, how come it receives no attention whatsoever? Adam Crato writing at the great Washington Free Beacon, the Biden administration's outgoing ambassador to Israel personally signed off on a controversial $1 million grant to a program critics said was meant to delegitimize Israel, according to internal State Department communications obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. And that's through the American First Legal Foundation, which is doing a hell of a job. My wife... My wonderful wife, Julie, worked there for a period. U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Thomas Nides, that's N-I-D-E-S, Nides, approved the funding project in a January 2022 internal action memo. According to a trove of internal emails obtained by the American First Legal Foundation through a FOIA request for information about the grant. The emails detail how Nides personally cleared the State Department to offer About a million dollars for groups to investigate alleged human rights abuses in Israel. The West Bank, there is no West Bank. It's Judea and Samaria. I mean, do we call Native American areas here in this country the West Bank, the East Bank? No. And the Gaza Strip. Those applying for the grant were instructed to probe the Israeli government for, quote, documentation of legal or security sector violations. And housing, land, and property rights. The cash would essentially empower activist groups critical of Israel to pursue false claims that the state is systematically abusing Palestinians and stealing their land with your tax money. And these groups could, with nonprofit monies, advance an agenda that pro Israel advocates have fuels the delegitimization of Israel on the international stage by incentivizing. A disproportionate focus, of course, on that country. Now, what do you think of that? State Department spokesman? Why do we use the word spokesman anymore? Shouldn't it be spokes he, spokes her, spokes it, spokes fill in the blank. I like it now when I fly on airplanes. Male, female, other. You see that, Mr. Producer? Male, female, other. State Department spokesman wouldn't comment on Nides' involvement in the program, saying as a general matter, we do not discuss internal government communications. And why is that? Because we have this shadow government. 80, 90% of what goes on. We have no friggin' idea what's going on. None. Oh, what a republic! While the State Department initially indicated to the Free Beacon that the grant had been canceled, it later clarified the statement to say no grant was awarded for this funding opportunity. The spokesman, however, would not clarify what exactly that means or provide the Free Beacon with updated information about the funding proposal. And the Free Beacon has a copy of it, the actual form and the funding. The ongoing opacity surrounding the program threatens to reignite a congressional battle with the State Department. They will not show. This is your money. They will not show the information. How do you get away with this? What kind of government is this? You're not paying your fair share in taxes. You're not paying your fair share. We want more, more of your money. What are you opposed to the poor? What are you racist? 
Well, well, you don't want to pay more? So here we have this anti-Semitic activity going on from the ambassador to Israel under the Biden administration. And this is a Democrat problem, which seeps into the rest of our culture and society. And it goes back decades, goes back more than half a century, the Democrat Party. Hey, though, I'm voting Democrat. Why? They're for the little guy. Oh, yes. Plus, I want benefits. What? I want something for nothing. I'm voting for a Democrat. See that neighbor of mine? Yes. He makes more than I do. That's not fair. I want something for nothing. But she didn't earn it. Ah, I wanted to earn it, but I couldn't earn it. Why? Because the system is against me. The system is against me. What system's against you, Nimrod? The whole system. It's been built against me from the very beginning. The very beginning. Did you work hard in school? No, I was a doper. Well, that could have been a problem. Hey! I'll be right back. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Thank me very much. Rick, Elmwood Park, New York, WABC. Rick, how may I help you? Hey, Mark, I wanted to back up what you said about the fires not being caused by climate change. Not only are they not caused by climate change, but they're also not caused by global warming. If they were caused by climate change, we'd have fires every year because climate change is always happening. And global warming hasn't happened since 2015 to 2016. Since 2016, the temperatures have been falling. So we're in a cooling Mm -hmm. trend right now. It's not global warming. That's why they call it climate change. They can have it always. And you're exactly right. And by the way, how does climate change cause campers not to put out their fires? How does climate change cause lightning? I think lightning's been around a long time, don't you, sir? Pretty much. I think lightning was around before the Industrial Revolution. That's what I hear. Lightning was around before the founding of the United States of America. Lightning was around before any human being walked the face of the earth. This isn't science any more than so much of what the Democrats tell us isn't science. They don't believe in science. Vito, excellent call. Thank you, my friend. Let us continue. I mean, Rick. That was Rick. I apologize. Let us go to Mike. Sunshine, Maryland, the great WMAL. Mike, go right ahead, please. Mark Levin, thank you for taking my call. It's been a long time. Um, Regarding the criminality of the Bidens, I think it was uh, John Adams who said that we were a nation of laws and not of men. But now, uh, sadly, um, uh, no one named Biden, no one named Comey, no one named McCabe, Brennan, no one, no one with those last Clinton. names are ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. So we are now a nation of men. And that, that is very sad. Now, what you mean is we are now a nation of non-pregnant individuals. Yeah, men without uteruses. That's right. Correct, sir. You you have a way of putting things better than I. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, you're 100% right. Mike is gone now from Sunshine, Maryland. 
I wish I lived in a place that sounded like that. I've got, I, I live in a place called Leesburg, which I like. And then one called Jupiter, Mr. Producer. And people said Jupiter, named after a planet. I said it could be worse. We could be named after Uranus. That would be a problem, don't you think, Mr. Producer? But Jupiter, why are people laughing? It's a, isn't, isn't Uranus a, a planet? Yes, yes, they brought it back into the, uh, into the planet world. It is a planet. Uranus is a planet. So it could be worse. Where do you live? Uh, Jupiter, Florida. Where do you live? Uranus. Excuse you? Excuse you. We're going to name all the towns after the planets, you know. Uh, let's take another call, shall we? Vito, Staten Island, New York, WABC. How may I help you, sir? Mark, how are you? How's everything? Thank you for taking my call. Well, um, thank you, Greg. I just want to comment. I wanted to comment on Pence and uh, Christie joining in. I, I think they're there. Uh, my, my honest opinion is, is they're just to disrupt things. They don't have a snowball's chance in hell of getting elected, um, especially Christie of even being considered to a VP spot. Uh, it just, you know, I mean, you, you had, know, it's amazing had... about Christie. Christie's one of the nastiest blowhards on the political scene whenever he is on the political scene. He accomplishes very little. One of the nastiest blowhards. And then he attacks Trump for being juvenile. Well, look at what I mean, has this guy looked in a mirror? I mean, I know the mirror must be substantial. Now, if I'm him, I'm not looking in a mirror either. But you get my point, right? Yes, sir. I, I totally get it, and it, it, it killed me when when I saw him hugging Obama after uh, Superstorm Sandy. I think that's, that that totally uh, destroyed him and exposed him to me as a fraud. Isn't it interesting that he speaks better of Obama than Trump? Yep. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Who's put him up to this, sir? Somebody's put him up to this. I'm thinking he gets free hot dogs. What do you think? The hot dogs are hamburgers. They, they see this guy coming in one of these all-you-eat places. They go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Not for you, pal. All right, my brother. Thank you for your call. Much appreciated. Let's continue, shall we? Dan, Lockport, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Good, Mark. How are you? And Very well. uh, Thank you for what you do. My, my question is, when a document gets classified, who takes possession of it, where does it go, and then how does it end up in Biden's basement, Biden's garage, Hillary Clinton's server, Hillary Clinton's phone, with no accountability? It just seems like that uh, in, at Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Um, They're coming up with specious, in-the-weeds arguments like, well, there's a difference here because because Trump was asked to give them back and he refused. Therefore, and, and not only that, he misled them. So we have obstruction. Uh, uh, we have uh, all kinds of uh, process crimes here, all kinds of problems here, uh, really. So Biden keeps his mouth shut and keeps his documents hidden from his state, uh, his uh, Senate days, where he takes the documents from the skiff. Let me ask you a question, my brother. Isn't taking the documents from the skiff itself, when you're a U.S. senator, you're not a president, itself a crime? Isn't that a crime? Yes.
It sounds like it sounds like espionage to me. It can be yes. espionage. Wait a minute. You mean the Bidens, who have received millions and millions from the communist Chinese, from from the Russians, from the Romanians, from the Ukrainians? How dare you, sir? It, re- it reminds me of the movie The Falcon and the Snowman. And, I remember uh, that, that movie. Was- that was a great movie. I don't see a lot of them, but that was a great movie. Yeah. But... Uh, Mark, one more comment. If you do write another, your last book, call it, get off the big phone, dope. That's right, I said it. Your <laughs> classic lines. You're a good man. Thank you. God bless us. I used to listen to Bob Grant. I love those lines. It's a good title for a book, but what goes in the book? There's nothing that goes in the book. Well, I guess I could be berating leftists, right? Let us continue. Frank, Fort Worth, Texas, the great WBAP. Please go, Frank. Hey, Mark, it's an honor. Uh, Thank you. Your opinion on something. I'm Uh thinking that uh, what if the House investigated the uh, news media for election interference? I think it might open up doors to uh, Brain Dead Joe and Crackhead Hunter and the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah, but really to what end? There's nothing they can do about it. Well, the well, if the uh, news media is the focus, they would have to at least report some of it, and some of the word might get out. Maybe, maybe I don't think I don't think there's anything we can do from a governmental perspective with respect to the media, and I'm not sure there's anything we want to do, given the First Amendment. I think the way we do it, and you're starting to see it, is to build competing media outlets. And you're seeing it with uh, the Daily Wire, the Daily Caller, Blaze, uh, Breitbart, uh, so many others. I can't name them all, so I apologize to those I've, I've not mentioned. And uh, so you're beginning to see the development of, um, of competition. Newspapers are dying if they're not dead yet. Uh, certain cable channels are dying. You can see with CNN. And there's much more competition and I think there's going to be much more competition so the way you support the conservative competition is to watch it all right my brother Frank great call from Texas the Republic of Texas let us continue shall I I'll be right back Mark Lovin Lauren Alicon is a leftist lawyer who helped D.C. shut down churches during COVID. And now she wants to be a federal district court judge. And this is the problem. This is why you see all these rulings against Trump. While she had to confront Senator Josh Hawley today on the Senate Judiciary Committee, and Hawley's terrific, at tip Twitter, cut 17, go! What I was doing in a Capitol Hill Baptist church was defending the mayor, my client, against a constitutional challenge to one aspect of the COVID-19 restrictions. We understood that strict scrutiny applies. How did that case go for you? We lost that case. Why? It was found that the restrictions did not meet the standard of strict scrutiny. Meaning they were unconstitutional. Uh, meaning that they did not survive strict scrutiny. And it's a matter of public record that the District of Columbia did not appeal that decision. Why? Why, why were they struck down? Excuse me, Senator? 
Why were the, were the restrictions that you defended struck down as discriminatory? Why were they? Because they did not satisfy. Why didn't they? The court concluded that there were restrictions that were not neutral of general applicability. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's legalese. Why didn't they? Why didn't they on the facts? You know the facts. You were a good lawyer. Why'd you lose? We lost because applying the strict scrutiny test, the court concluded that the restrictions were not narrowly tailored because? to serve a compelling governmental interest. Because? Senator. Oh, come on, Judge. Don't make me do this. Do you want me to go through it for you? You lost because Mayor Bowser was going to mass protests herself personally with thousands of people celebrating them. By the way, which is fine. We have a we have First Amendment in the United States. I want to be clear. That is totally fine. You want to protest? Go for it. I think that's totally fine. That wasn't the problem here. At the same time she was doing that, she was prohibiting churches, religious people, from gathering socially distanced outside wearing masks. And the district court said, you can't do that. That's discrimination. You see how they won't answer questions like, what's a woman? Can you define a woman? The mayor of Washington, D.C. is a bigot. And she was discriminating against church-going people, parishioners. Now, if you're riding or you're protesting against the country, that's okay. Much like the governor, the little putts out there in California, Newsom. That little dabble do him. That look's been out for at least 40 years, but don't tell Newsom. Gruesome Newsom. Now, this woman wants to be a U.S. District Court judge. She's been nominated because she's demonstrated how fantastic she is in defending the indefensible. I was defending my client. And my client said, you know, this is what we needed to do. You don't have to. You can say I'm not going to do it or you can resign and protest. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm defending my client. We didn't win the strict scrutiny test. The strict scrutiny test applies to, among other things, the application of law against religious institutions. It looks at the First Amendment protections and says you have violated, in most cases, the Constitution. It's a strict scrutiny test. It's the highest test that the Supreme Court has concocted, has created. Strict scrutiny. Now, everybody knew it was unconstitutional what she was doing. She did it anyway. Everybody knew what Newsom was doing out there was unconstitutional. Businesses that they preferred were open. Churches, synagogues, mosques were all shut down. Gun stores were shut down. ABC stores were open. Warehouse stores were open. Like the virus goes, wait a minute, hold on. That's Walmart. We're not going in there. But the church, we're going in there. Let's go in there, guy. It's so pathetic. They follow the science. Remember they follow the science? No, they follow politics. The Democrats are the last to follow science. The only science they follow is political science. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan and the rest of the world. And we celebrate you, the American people, the patriots. And listen to this program. We are deeply blessed and thank you. How about you join us again tomorrow? Same time, same place. I'll see you then. Have a good evening. <laughs>